Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, Kev, would you want to guess what flavor Hasbro's green gummy bear is? What flavor do you think that would be? Uh, green. Like a lemon-lime That's That is a great guess. I would have guessed maybe lime, maybe green apple, maybe even watermelon, but mint. no. Mint? Maybe mint? Mint. That's a good guess. Uh, people are blown. It's strawberry flavored. The green. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's like, what? Why was Ooh. I today years old when I knew this? Second, Kev, would you call yourself a fan of the drink Red Bull? <laughs> a fan is not strong enough of a word. <laughs> well, you may want to stop by a Sonic soon. They have a brand new Red Bull Summer Edition Juneberry Slush. Mm. And finally, in the world of food, there are several grocery staples that are worth picking up at the dollar store. Yeah. And they are herbs and spices, coconut milk, juice, canned chili, rice, beans, and condiments. So when our producer Griffin and your wife, Tracy, start their grocery store podcast, that's something they could talk about. The the dollar store. Is it worth going to the dollar store for groceries? They could do a a taste comparison, too. Like, we're going to compare dollar store refried beans to the the name brand. See, the, the opportunities are endless. See what they come up with. That's right. You ever find yourself acting like a little kid? You're just like, oh, yeah, I think I'm reliving my childhood right mm-hmm. now. Kevin was doing that the other day in the hallways at the Uh-oh. radio station, and it was so cute and funny. I'll tell you about it next. So have you ever relived your childhood? I don't know if you remember this feeling, because um, it was a big deal in our generation. If you got a new pair of shoes, oh, it yeah. was like, oh, they're going to let you wear them out of the store and oh, put yeah. the old shoes in the box. <laughs> well, the other day here at the radio station, Kevin had a new pair of shoes on. Yeah. He was acting like an eight-year-old. It was so I cute was? and funny. He was like, <laughs> he had an extra spring in his step and he was just like, got my new shoes, like my new shoes. It was the cutest. No kidding. It was like you completely like went back to eight-year-old version hmm. of yourself. So there it's, you go. The the key to happiness. Get yourself a new, new pair of shoes. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Question for all you and uh, Taylor. If okay. you if you didn't have a car, would you buy gasoline? Uh, maybe for a lawnmower. <laughs> I, I, okay, wait, wait. You I mean, if, you didn't, if you didn't have a pet, would you buy pet food? No. Okay. There are people who do not have something, but mm-hmm. over half of the sales of this particular item are to people that have no way to utilize this mm. thing. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. So if you didn't have a dog, would you buy dog food? I don't don't think you would. But people are buying something, Taylor, in massive amounts. Like 41.3 million vinyl records were sold last year, and half of them were sold to people who do not own a turntable. Get out. Are they hanging them on the wall? I, I don't know. I guess That's they're just fascinating. either getting them as a collector's item or... Maybe they have plans one day to get a record player, or maybe they just like being like on the like whatever the latest greatest thing is because vinyl selling like crazy, outselling like CDs and all kinds of stuff. Downloads, of course, are still the number one thing, but but vinyl is going nuts. Can you imagine half the people buy them don't have a record player? If you're a record player maker, how mad you would be and frustrated and trying to solve the mystery. Why are y'all not buying a record player? <laughs> no, I would look at it as an opportunity. Okay, half of the half of my product is winding up in the hands of people who don't have one of these. I'm going to work with the record companies. Hey, how about we slide a little 
get 10% off. Mm, like a coupon my, inside the record. Yeah, or you get 20% off the record player. Yeah. Uh, you know, scan here or something. Yeah, you went, read a marketing book. That's uh, brilliant. Or, or you idea. could partner with different artists, like big, huge artists like Taylor Swift, right? Mm hmm. Get the special Taylor Swift turntable (laughs) for a limited time, right? And just put a sticker of Taylor Swift on the side of your already made turntables. Oh, man. I wish they had dug down deeper into the survey to find out why people want to own the vinyl without a way to listen to it. I don't know. I don't know. We have a turntable, and that's usually what I buy. Now i got to Google it. I'll buy the vinyl, and then I'll download it on my phone. So I listen to it like in my car or something on my phone, but at home, uh, Trace even has a word for it. Uh, We'll do this on like a Friday or Saturday night where there's nothing going on. she go, hey, why don't you play DJ for me? And that means go through your vinyl and play songs I like. That sounds fun. Which usually means for the first 10 minutes I play songs she likes, and then I'm like, hey, you got to check this band out. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that usually goes. We're chatting about the the 50% of the vinyl sales, you know, record albums, were to people who don't have turntables and how weird that is that you would buy something, you know, you don't have the apparatus to use it. I think we have all bought stuff, though, um, with no immediate plans to use it. Think about this. Have you ever bought... Something for traveling, like luggage. You don't have any trip immediately planned, (laughs) but you're like, you know, I'm going to need a bigger suitcase for the next time we travel. Or, oh, I'm going to need those like little things to put my shampoo in for the next time we travel, even though you don't have something planned. So I've done that. That's cool. Have you done that? Bought bought Uh, that? I buy buy toilet paper in bulk and have no intention of using it until needed. Mm. Like, you know, it takes you a while to get through it. Ooh, have you ever bought clothing? It was too small with no. the idea that you would, I'm going to work my way to fit into this. <laughs> I'm not that optimistic. <laughs> I did have to dig deeper on your vinyl thing, though. And it's fascinating. They say that it's it's really about people want to touch the music they listen to. And a lot of people are hanging them on oh, the yeah? walls. Hmm. It's wall art. Yeah, I can remember the first time I took my kids to a record store. I was like, guys. I'm telling you, this was probably like 10 or 15 years ago. This was before before MP3s even came out. Everything was on CD. I was like, guys, I'm telling you, when you when you hold that album in your hands and you read the liner notes, there is nothing like, like Dad, okay, whatever. And afterwards, it was one of the only times in my life I've gotten a "You were right, Dad." <laughs> mm, that's cool. <laughs> because there, it's more. It makes it more of an experience to sit there and put the album on because you can't leave. You can't just walk around the house or you know whatever. It's on the turntable, and you sit there with the liner notes, read the lyrics. It's but more I of did a, that with CDs all grown up. I've never had a vinyl. Still not the same. A, a still not the player. But I'm, I mean, it's like having a wallet size or a giant portrait. Oh, okay. You know, I get picture it. of your kids. So I think one of the keys, Taylor. I'm sure you agree to a, a happy marriage is be, being able to make each other laugh. Oh yeah, and best laugh medicine. Your, yeah, laugh at yourself too. And uh, my wife and I, we went to one of the big box stores. We were in Costco yesterday, which, by the way, we went in for a few things. And we checked out, and I was like, excuse me? How much? Very dangerous. To, that's probably more dangerous to go there than Target. But we didn't do, like, any impulse buying or anything. I guess it just adds up quick. So we're going through the paper section, all the way in the back, like toilet paper, paper towels, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Tracy goes, we need paper towels. No, we're good. Do we need any uh, any toilet paper? Nope. We're good to go. <laughs> Tracy cracked up. I didn't even mean to say it. And she goes, I see what you did there. I went, what? And she goes, good to go. 
<laughs> toilet paper. I went, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally meant that. That's cute. <laughs> so we're sitting there both cracking up in the toilet paper section at Costco. So that was fun. Okay, what would it take to have you give up your smartphone? Coming up, what if you got free tuition in exchange? Hey, could you give up your smartphone? I'm talking for good, like just yep. not at all. Not just for totally. like a fast or Len or something. What if you could get free tuition in exchange? Ooh. At a college in Hello. Steubenville, Ohio, students were given big tuition discounts in exchange for getting rid of their smartphones and putting prayer, faith in God, and solid relationships first. Wow. They're called unplugged scholarships. The catch? You have to ditch your phone not for a semester, not for a year, but the entire four years you attend Francescan University. Uh, sorry, Franciscan University. I said that wrong. One young woman who was dealing with depression ditched her smartphone. The depression went away. Wow. College students say they're finding a whole new way of life and they love it. That's cool. You hear me and Kevin say it all the time. You listeners are incredible and you inspire us to want to be better people. And Kev, I can't wait to tell you the coolest thing that one of our listeners did. You've heard me and Kevin say it a million times. We have the best listeners in the whole wide world and you guys inspire us to want to be better people. And uh, one of our listeners, Michelle, did the coolest thing. Here they are. Her husband, Mike, is going through a cancer challenge. Like he's battling this cancer and they're going week after week to his radiation Mm -hmm. and on the very last day of radiation the day he gets to ring the bell you would think they'd be like oh maybe you know someone will do something cool for us because it's the last day of radiation oh no not mike and and michelle they made little boxes of homemade cookies for every single nurse and doctor on their team. How awesome is that? Yeah. And it's and they printed out these really sweet little signs and they say, thank you for all your kindness and care towards Mike. Please enjoy these goodies. Apple butterscotch cookies and strawberry Hershey kiss cookies. Ooh. No peanuts in either type of cookie. <laughs> and then she put it, a quote. Sometimes it takes only one act of kindness and caring to change a person's life. Hmm. Man, and isn't that true? The fact that they took the time to reach out and show love to others when they're the ones who are going through the journey and the battle mm-hmm. just really touched me. It makes me want to be a better person. When's the, they already had the Ring the Bell Day? Or yes. Yeah. They brought all these cookies to oh, the Ring the awesome. Bell Day. Yeah. You ever seen videos of that when yes, people get the Ring the Bell? It is so best. moving. Yeah. Uh-huh. Love that. So we're talking about people who go above and beyond, even though they've got like a lot of crazy stuff going on in their lives. They still look out after others. And I think in that conversation, what hit me is we just described every mom that listens to the Kevin and Taylor yeah, show. Yeah, pretty much. Because moms, okay, if, if you've got a bunch of kids, like we have four kids, and I think about this all the time. Um, they lean into Tracy emotionally, like pretty hard, even though they're adults now. And being a mom, you not only have to deal with you know your stuff, your job, keeping the house going, whatever. You, you've got your own little life going. But you take on the burdens of everyone else in your family. I mean, full on as I was going to say, as if they're your own, even more so. And the worry list never, never ends. And yet mom keeps doing it all right. She keeps packing the lunches, keeps getting everybody where they need to be, keeps taking care of every little thing for everybody. So, mom, we see you. It is all on your shoulders. It is not an easy task. And you are getting it done. Don't ever let anybody make you feel like you're not measuring up to the job.
because it is a superhuman task just to be a mom every day. And you're doing it. Look at you. Taylor, I was so psyched because I signed up to get uh, texts from the He Gets Us campaign. You know, I joined the fan community and I got my first text back and I was like, oh, sweet. And it was really cool. It had links to a lot of their commercials that they've already put Mm -hmm. on commercials telling people about Jesus and about what it's like to be one of his followers. I was super psyched. Awesome. Yeah, I joined a couple months ago. And if if you haven't yet, you need to do this. Join the He Gets Us Fans community. Um, All you have to do is text the word fans to 70193. And what's really cool, if you don't know about this, it's a multi-year effort to raise the respect and relevance of Jesus in the United States. And it's an unprecedented campaign. I mean, they're even sponsoring family fun nights for Major League Baseball teams. No kidding. Wow, they're really getting after it. And you can be a part of it. You'll get prayer guides, reading plans, other tools to help you on your spiritual journey and to stay up to date. Um, what he gets us is doing next. All you have to do to join is text fans to 70193. Of course, you're trying to raise great humans, right? Well, coming up, see if you like this mom's idea. She parents like it's the 90s. You're trying to raise great humans, of course. Well, see if you like this mom's idea to parent like it's the 1990s. Okay, here's the deal. Maria, back in the summer of 1995, was the same exact age as her daughter, who's 10. She loved to ride her bike around the neighborhood. They would go to Blockbuster and rent a movie on Friday night and pick up Pizza Hut. Her mom never planned playdates and did never over-organize her or her sister's schedules. Well, now that Maria is a mom herself, she's trying to raise her daughters like it's the 1990s. She gives her daughters responsibilities, sex expectations, lets them ride their bikes in the neighborhood, limits screen time, does not allow smartphones or social media. They have family nights with games or a movie night and prefer quiet weekends at home instead of running around everywhere. She makes her kids rely on each other for entertainment. And one of her big goals is just to let her kids be kids. She also makes them listen to NSYNC <laughs> and wear oversized old Navy jeans. Yes, that's all part of it. <laughs> all part of her back to the 90s plan for her kids. It'd be interesting to see what you think of this idea. Raise your kid like it's 1995. Do you think she's on to something? Hmm. We'd love to hear from you. So uh, what do you think about this mom saying she's going to raise her kids like it's 1995 all over again? Um, as a dad of four, I don't think she's going far enough back. I would say raise them like it's 1895 <laughs> just, just to be safe. Would they be like working in factories? <laughs> what do you think? Raising your kids like it's the 90s. Hey, Leah, it's Kevin and Taylor. Hey, yeah, I was telling you about raising your kids like it's the 90s. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's great. That's what I do with my kids. Um, yeah, they don't get a lot of screen time, and I'm very, I let them be independent, and I let them climb trees and figure out how to get back down. <laughs> like, so love them and keep them safe, but let them make those mistakes, wow. the little mistakes. And learn how to make mistakes. So smart. Do you feel like your kids are, um, not in a negative way, but a little bit more childlike than kids their age because of that? Because they're being raised that way? What I've noticed is that they are very playful and they're very outgoing. Because they know who they are and they know what they can do. That's Um, awesome. And they're very inquisitive. Like, 
they love exploring outside and picking up things and poking stuff and <laughs> yeah, yeah. In- including their siblings <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well it sounds like you're yeah. doing a great job thanks for sharing that yeah thank you so we're talking about this uh, mom radical idea parenting her kids like it's the 90s when she grew up a couple of thoughts on that first of all it's it's kind of weird that we're looking at the 90s as the good old days. Before <laughs> right? phones and social media. Seems like it was just and, yesterday, yeah. and all of a sudden that's old timey. <laughs> right? Yeah, she was 10 years old in 1995. <laughs> and by the way, this mom who's raising her kids like it's the 90s, she has the the Rachel haircut. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you were 10 in the mid-90s, you're almost 40 now. Wow. Where is yep. the time going? Yeah. It is crazy, isn't it? Put on the rollerblades, strap on a fanny pack, and parent like it's the 90s. <laughs> hey, fanny packs are back. They are. They're, They're totally back. Big back. Time. Big Only time. women are wearing them across their chest. Yeah. Um, now, here's here's the deal, though, with, with parenting and this whole idea of going back to, like, it's the 90s or whatever. And there's a meme going around. I'm... I'd like to plop my kids back down in the 80s for a day and see if they can make it through or something like that. But it seems like every every age, if you talk to the parents from every age, they would say their age was the hardest to raise the kids, no matter what era it was. I mean, we'll go like, oh, my gosh, things have never been as crazy as they are nowadays. I don't know. Try raising your kids in the 1940s in Poland, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty crazy there. Mm-hmm. You know, Nazi invasion, that's nothing to toy around with. And if you read your Bible... I've always said this to to my kids when they're like, man, things are just nuts. The world's just going crazy. Well, you know, when there were just four people on the planet, the murder rate was 25 (laughs) percent. Right. Technically speaking, when Cain killed Abel, Cain and Abel, it's uh, yeah, things were not going good right from the beginning. And I don't say any of that to discourage everyone, but to kind of encourage you, like things always have been and always will be crazy the world's off kilter it is we know that we've read our bible we're followers of jesus the good news though is that he's with us every step of the way and ultimately everything's going to be okay you know that what is that that popular phrase i've read the back of the book i know i know it's going to be okay so hang in there mom and dad you don't have to go back to the 90s to raise your kids raise them here in 2023 just help them be aware and for god's sake don't give them a phone There's no law that says you have to, you you owe your kid an iPhone. Don't give it to him. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Do you know someone who just quietly helps people? Well, check this out. This is an over-the-top act of kindness. Dale Schroeder was a very quiet man, very shy, grew up poor, never married, and worked as a carpenter for 67 years at the same business in Iowa. He owned two pairs of jeans, one for work, one for church. And he slowly scrimped and saved his entire life, invested, and was able to finally sock away $3 million. And he went to an attorney and he said, hey, I want to help people go to college and have an opportunity that I never had. So when I pass away, I want you to use this money for that. And he, he never had any kids. But all 33 of these people feel like his adopted kids. I grew up in a single parent household and I had three older sisters. So paying for all four of us was never an option for a man that would never meet me to give me basically a full ride to college. That's incredible. They'll actually have Mm. reunions to honor him. And now, thanks to Dale's generosity, there are doctors, teachers, therapists and more 
who went to college thanks to him. Wow. That's what a great story. What a life can do. It's kind of cool how many weddings are kind of in the circumference of the Kevin and Taylor show right now. Kevin's son Kyle's engaged. Uh, My niece Kaylee's getting married in September. I just had a niece get married two weekends ago. And there's something new that couples are doing for their rings that some are saying is super romantic. We'll see Hmm. what you think next. Do you like going to weddings or following wedding trends? It's kind of, it's exciting when it's someone you know, like my niece just got married a couple weeks ago and then my other niece is getting married in September. Well, there's something that this, my nieces did not do this. They were very traditional on this, but a lot of couples are trying this and instead of traditional wedding bands, they're getting each other these uh, little rings And some say it's really romantic. I guess if you think it's that romantic, you could get it as an anniversary gift where you can see and feel each other's heartbeat. Mm. It's connected to, you know, a technology to where like you can feel your spouse's heartbeat pulsating in your finger. (laughs) And if you get away from like, like you're out in the middle of the woods and there's no, um, you know, like data or Wi-Fi. Uh, it it just keeps giving you your the latest heartbeat that was recorded. Oh, in so your it doesn't stop, and you're like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. are you okay, honey? <laughs> That'd be awful. I wonder if like if your spouse is stressed out at work, if you feel that in the pulsing, is it like, oh man, I need to like text something sweet to my other half because they're really stressed right now. Or they must be working out because it's really fast. We have ring doorbells and we have ring rings. Yeah, ring rings. Heartbeat heartbeat rings. uh, Well, I mean, God bless you if that's what you do. But that, mm, nah, that's not for me. Would you want one with Glenn's heartbeat attached to it all the time? I think it would scare me. You know, sometimes I'll fit a workout in in the middle of the day and I'd be like, what's happening? What's my husband? Oh, no, here's how it could go horribly wrong. Yeah. You're sitting there and your, your better half is like, I don't know, looking over the credit card statement. Hey, what's this charge? I don't know. But then all of a sudden your heartbeat, boom, 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 boom. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It could could backfire on you. (laughs) You ever put someone in your life kind of on a pedestal like, wow, man, they've got it together. And then they do something to elevate themselves even more (laughs) without even trying. I'll tell you what happened next. You ever put someone in your life kind of on a pedestal like, wow, they're living a great life. They're they're getting it right. They're following Jesus. They're serving others. They're running a charity. And then they do something else. And you're like, what else? I mean, it's just amazing. So here's mm-hmm. the deal. Uh, some friends of ours, husband and wife, um, they found out that dear friends of theirs, their teenage daughter was really struggling with an eating disorder. Like just, it was bad. And so instead of doing one of those, um, you know, stay the night type places to go to rehab, they recommended, the psychologist said, a daytime, just going to the outpatient, outpatient would be mm-hmm. way better. But we don't think your child's going to heal well at home. There's too many things going on that won't give this, this daughter time to really heal from anorexia. So they took her in mm. and it was just going to be Monday through Friday for a month. Well, the weekends rolled around and she didn't want to go home. <laughs> so they had her all 30 days. Whoops. And I just I just said, oh, man, I already had you on a pedestal. And now you're like way higher to mm. me. But they just they did it joyfully. Like uh, part of the recovery from the anorexia for this particular day outpatient program was 
Um, I I've been I know someone who dealt with uh, eating disorder, and you had to learn to cook and uh, grocery shop for yourself. This was she was not allowed to touch food. So my mm. friend had to make really good, healthy meals every night. Yeah. Um, this this girl had to eat six meals a day because she needed to gain weight and get you know back to healthy weight. And anyway, we just people are just so cool the way they just you know life throws them a curveball like that, and they step and they up. knock it out of the park. Yeah, it's just incredible. <laughs> That's cool. You know, I just want to take a minute to encourage any mom and dad right now who has a son or a daughter that's dealing with an eating disorder. A minute ago, I was talking about my friends taking in a family friend, a teenager who was going to an outpatient treatment place. And, um, you know, there were many, many times and I can talk about this because she's very open about it personally and on social media. Uh, There were so many times in our lives where we didn't know what the future held for my niece, Kaylee. Her eating disorder was so horrific Mm. that she went to overnight out-of-state places twice. She ended up staying with a friend one time who was going to teach her how to eat. Like, her parents tried everything. And fast forward to today, it's it's literally a miracle. Um, She has an Instagram account called Kaylee is free, and she Mm. means free from this eating disorder. I'm not saying there aren't some hard days, Mm -hmm. but she finally just really, really dug into her faith, asked God to heal her. Every day she starts her day with prayer and reading the Bible. And then she's focused instead on like over-exercising and starving herself. She, She likes to lift weights now. And she focuses on making sure her body is fed and gets the nutrients that she needs. And, um, She's getting married in September and her fiance has been a rock for her through this whole thing. And she's hoping there was a time where she thought there's no way I'm ever going to get to be a mom. But because her body is healed so much, Hmm. we know now that that's a possibility. And it's just I just say that, too. I mean, it's you're probably like, yeah, Taylor, you're on that side of it. You don't know. And I'm just telling you, we felt like. It was a dark, dark situation. We had no idea what her future was going to be. And um, I just wanted to give you some hope today if you're in the midst of it. Mm.